Hi there. Welcome to my worst audition ever, the podcast where I, Danny Vitorino, sit down with a guest and we discuss their worst audition ever. Quick tidbit, we are now available on all social platforms and wherever you stream your podcast. Subscribe now. If you want to come on as a guest and share your worst audition ever, contact us at myworstauditionever at gmail.com. Today I'm sitting down with Daniela Renee. Hi. Hi, Danielle. Thanks well, for having me. Now I know you as Danny. So I'm just going to call you Danny throughout the podcast. That's perfect. Okay. Um, I have to say my stage name is Daniela Renee because my mother growing up, whenever I was in trouble, would call me Daniela Renee and I was a sassy <laughs> little thing. And when uh-huh. I was a kid, I was like, one day I'm going to be famous and people will know me as Daniela Renee and it'll be a good thing, mom. <laughs> but honestly, just call me Danny. It's like throwing <laughs> it back. I love that. Yeah. I was a sassy one. Yeah, me too. Always, I never die. I know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm Danny with one N. Yeah, and I'm Danny with two Ns. So, so we're D squared, guys. <laughs> She's the one D, and I'm the D two. Um. Anyway, yeah. Well, I just throw myself off. Well, <laughs> well um, thanks for having me, Danny with two Ns. Yes, of course, Danny with one N. <laughs> it's a pleasure, a pleasure as always. The day is dreadful. It's like dark and rainy out, but. It is, but this kind of weather is what brought Dorothy to the wizard, and it was beautiful, and she met Glinda and Munchkins and a yellow brick road. That's a nice perspective. You never know what weather like this could bring. I really hope Glinda is not (laughs) alpha. That bitch is She's dealing with some inner things that he's the one that's with today, okay? Um, Okay, so let's talk about what type of performer you are. You mostly do on camera. Correct. So when you're on camera as talent, what are you seen as? Um, so as an actor, I have to say that I sort of always go for that funny, sort of sarcastic, edgy type of role. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see myself cast in a lot of different dramedies. Um, I've always been told I'm a little, a little serious, but with like a humorous twist to it. So that's always very nice to hear because you don't always want to be taken too seriously. No, you so. want to be having that. Exactly. Flavor. So when you're not talent, you also do, you've done background work as well, like behind the scenes digitally. Yes, I've done, you name it, I've kind of done it behind the scenes. I was a producer at a morning show here and it was amazing. I produced live segments, I did stuff in the field, I've edited, I've done voiceover work. I've kind of done every sort of piece of this business and I've loved it all. It's all been an amazing experience but my passion is on camera. I really do feel like that's where I come alive. And I know everyone says it, but ever since I was a little kid, I was the one performing, um, whether it was a skit in the living room or being cast in the school play. Um, I just, that's the only part I've ever felt confident in is um, on camera or acting or just like make, I just want to make somebody laugh. I want them to connect to what I'm doing. Like you get lost in a good book or a good song takes you somewhere. That's what I've always wanted to do. Yeah. So I love the behind the scenes stuff and I really feel like it's given me a very unique perspective being a producer. I do love getting to bring a character to life or even just being on a stage and just being yourself and interviewing somebody and finding something unique about them. So I love it all, but acting is my passion. Yeah. Do you want to know what I performed in my living room as a child? My favorite one, <laughs> Wizard of Oz. Wizard of Oz. She was Dorothy. This is, this is no, the... I was always the munchkin. You know, I played a munchkin in college. When Did I was you? In, yeah. 
It was pretty bad. I just thought that it was their moves were unique <laughs> and they bad. had like the little side thing to their mouth. Yeah. So, and they had huge lollipops and who doesn't love that? So the movie's kind of creepy now, now that I watch it for me. I don't know about you. Have it's you watched always, it recently? I haven't watched it recently, but it's, I feel like it would still be nostalgic because that was the movie that I saw <laughs> as a kid that for some reason made me want to be an actor. That and The Little Mermaid, but, you know, I know that's a cartoon. Little Mermaid. still. All right. <laughs> yeah, I watched The Little Mermaid, and I was just, like, infatuated with her. And I feel like that's how I learned how to be a method actor, because I would go in the pool, and I would, like, swim with my feet together, and I begged my parents for flippers so that I would look like I had a fin. Yes. So I was learning how to be a mermaid. You could be a working mermaid in Las Vegas right now. We don't even know it. Same with in Florida. Oh, in Florida? I think it's in Wikiwachi. Mm-hmm. Okay, now. But, you know, I'm trying to dream bigger. So if, like, they want to remake <laughs> Splash. Like a TV show. That's what I was going to ask yeah. you. Um, mm-hmm. Where, what's your, like, ideal on-camera work? Like, you like film or, like, TV shows or, like, a soap opera or, like, something like, where would you, like, ideally want to just slip into? Like, what would feel best for you? I don't want to typecast myself and oh, of just say just this or just that but if since you're twisting my arm and just making me choose standing <laughs> well, with two like, ends. where would you have like the most fun like <laughs> i would love tv and a film yeah but when i say tv i kind of say that loosely and same with film because the spectrum is so big now with it streaming is. netflix so i don't right right so tv i don't just mean like a primetime network um or even a cable network or things like that but a streaming network it's everything is huge and i feel like there's actually so many amazing quality things coming out on different areas that you didn't even think of a year ago even yeah so Disney i would Plus. kind of exactly so i so would many things. have you watched the new star wars show yes. mandalorian are you kidding me i would die for baby yoda Hashtag Actually, baby yoda. yes i would die for that baby um but i just feel like I love theater and I grew up performing theater, but I really want to get into more TV and film. And like I said, I use that pretty loosely because I'm down for any type of streaming service, even um, even channels like Lifetime sometimes, you know, yes. you, you got to get sucked into a good Lifetime movie, Listen, you know? That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. For me, I would love to be like a guest on a soap opera. Really? That's where a lot of people start too. Well, do you know, did the you ever watch Xenon, Girl of the 21st Century? Yes. My millennials out there. She is now on a soap opera. Really? She is. So it's very funny to see Xenon um, As, on like, that someone's show. mother. Yes. Like so. smacking someone in the yes. face. Yes. Like, <laughs> you didn't clean the apartment, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> oh my God, Xenon. Yeah. And even um, Kelly Ripa, she started on she a soap and opera. Her husband. She met her husband there. Yeah. And I got to say, I watch her show every day and I absolutely adore her. She's so funny. Yeah, she's hilarious. Yeah. So I think that acting and the skills it takes to do that, even improv and stuff like that can help you in so many different ways in your life. Most TV shows on right now are kind of soap opera-y, like uh, Riverdale. Right. Kelly Ripa was on that. And her husband's... And her husband's son. He's on that. Mm -hmm. The husband's son? Yeah. Wait, who is he? 
play? I believe he plays a younger version of the husband's character. Shock, oh, okay. they look alike. <laughs> Shocker. <laughs> um, that's like Liver and Cogs when she used her twin brother and people were like, wow, they right. really found someone who looked just like her. And it's like, no, it's just family. Just her twin. Yeah, it's just genetics. <laughs> Um, do you think that that would be good for you? Like, like a Riverdale type thing? I feel like I could see you on one of those TV shows where like you come on and it's like, you have that like drama-ness, but it's also like poppy in a way. Like if it was like music, like Riverdale is like a pop yes. song for TV. But it also does have that drama side of it. Exactly. So you're not just playing the peppy cheerleader. You're no. playing the peppy cheerleader, maybe with like a dark past. Yeah, who murders? Oh my gosh, Danny, you're obsessed with murder. But no, seriously, that's how the writers are. Like if you watch the show, because I've seen the show, it's like a good little Netflix something to binge. I'm like, the writers are just literally like, and then we're going to throw another curveball and another curveball. But that's what makes good TV. It keeps yeah. you coming back the for more. Yeah. Yes. They always leave you with like a little cliff. Yeah. Little and like, you think huh. like, oh, He's bad, and then he does something good. Or, oh, she's good, and then she does something bad. I love the twists and turns. Right? And that's what makes writing so much fun. Yeah. You get to write the baseline of this character, but if you're lucky enough to have a second and a third and a fourth season, you can really just develop these characters, and everyone grows and changes in their normal life. So, of course, that character is going to change season to season. So expand right and i think it's so much fun not just for the person playing the character but for the person writing that character and that's perfect for someone like you when you come off as serious but not too serious exactly a little, like comedic yes. see full circle i love it well done me too audition <laughs> um do you want to talk about any credits or previous work i think we've talked about your previous work i mean you you're mostly behind the scenes so you have that perspective and like talent is like on its way. Like, but do you want to talk about like other things other than being talent as an uh, actress on camera? Do you want to do like, you've done producing and you've done hosting as well. I right. know. Um, how is that uh, like compared to other on camera things? Obviously you're just yourself. I think that when I'm producing another person and they're the person on camera, I become sort of the person in charge because there's in daytime television, which is what I was doing, morning television, Mm -hmm. there's no director. So you're sort of everything and it's you telling them exactly what you want. And so you wear this hat that allows you to be in control. And it's very nice as a producer to have that sense of control and then go into the edit room and see how it plays out and edit it down and turn it into this full package. So it's really nice to see things come full circle. Mm -hmm. But I feel like as an actor and the person on camera, it helps me also having to wear that producer hat. Because when you're on camera or even on a podcast, it's amazing how long the word um actually is in TV land. It's it's horrible, especially as a the person editing it and the person producing it. And sometimes as the producer, you don't realize the lull in dialogue until you're in the edit bay. Oh, yeah, for sure. So I feel like it really, really helps me to wear all these different hats um, and see everything. See, I just caught my own up. Yep. <laughs> I apologize to your editor. I say, you know, a lot. Exactly. You know, and you know. I don't know why I do that. I think you know? maybe to get you on my team, <laughs> you know. I think I prefer you know over like, like, like. 
Yeah, I get annoyed when I say like. If I say Same. it more than twice in like two seconds. Kill you? Just murder you? I like hate it. <laughs> there we go. I just came full circle with your murder. <laughs> yeah, I think wearing all the different hats from producer to editor to on-camera talent, whether that's on-camera as an actor, on-camera as a host, on-camera interviewing, all the different hats I've worn, I really do feel help me in every aspect of it. I think the hardest hat to take off, though, is producer. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because you're in control. And apparently, I really like control. Who knew? Who doesn't like <laughs> control? I mean, right? in more ways, you know, because they say, okay, side note, they say, like, you know, there's dumb and sub. Mm-hmm. And they say, oh, the sub is, like, the weak like No, the sub tells you how far you can go as the dom and then like hits the play button Mm -hmm. and it goes, okay, go. Right. So they're really the powerful ones. Are they the neck that turns the head a little bit? That's a line from my big crack week wedding. They are. Yes, Mm -hmm. you're right. Yeah. And I have to say, even when I was doing a reading with a casting director, she had me go through the scene once and Mm -hmm. then said, you know, that was really good, but try reading it this way. And I... For some reason, I wasn't challenging her, but she read a look on my face and she said, what's that look? And I was like, oh, I just thought maybe the person, the character would be more like this. And we actually talked through it Mm. and it became a very collaborative moment where we sort of blended what she wanted and what I kind of saw as the actor. And so it wasn't that I was trying to over dominate the casting director because what they want is what they want. And I totally agree with that. But she did see this either hesitation or this look on my face. And it wound up being this beautiful blend of both things. And it was very fun to get to collaborate like that when the casting director was open to it. Oh yeah. And again, the cast, what the casting director wants is what I will deliver. Mm -hmm. But in this one instance, it was actually a lot of fun to collaborate and sort of you know, marry our opinions together. And I got this really, really great audition out of it. Yeah. No, that's always a beautiful thing to do. And it's always nice when they're open to it because sometimes they just want to find that, you know, person to fill the role and, you know, keep moving. And check that box. Yeah. Exactly. So again, it's about wearing different hats. I mean, even the casting director can wear the different hat. Oh yeah. It just makes it more fun. And that's what this industry is. Like at the end of the day, it's, it's fun. It's amazing to get to do what we do every single day. Yeah. It's just a huge play fest, right? right? It's just a huge, like setting up in the living room and just showing off and, and exactly. getting people, you know, entertainment. Yes, exactly. Laugh, cry. But it's also scary. really nice to wear those hats, especially if you have to do work on your own, like self-taping. That's a lot of hats you have to wear because you need to make sure that you're selling yourself, but not too much. And, you know, exactly. All of the different. And uh, looking at the right elements. camera, off camera, this, yeah. that, and the other, when there's different roles, a part of one scene, and you and I were actually talking about yeah. this recently, yeah. that makes it hard, um, but just really embodying the character and making the scene. And I have to say, good lighting goes a long way. Oh, yes. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yeah. There is this new thing that was going around where it was like a GIF or GIF, I don't know, however you want to say it. Yeah, I actually but I, don't know. I think it's GIF or Maybe it's GIF. No, I'm, gonna go with I'm GIF. doubting myself. I say GIF. Okay, GIF. For the sake of the thing, GIF. <laughs> Where this woman is standing and then they have lights, obviously off camera, and they have like them blinking in a circle and it shows her different, like she looks different every oh, second. Yes, exactly. And it says, uh, 
the importance of lighting or something. Exactly. And I kind of love when A-listers will show you a behind the scenes photo Mm. of their photo shoot for the cover of whatever big magazine they're on. Oh yeah. And there, I love the honesty about it. This took, you know, a professional wardrobe artist. This took a makeup artist. Look at all the lighting. Like I don't look like this. No. Yeah. And even the Kardashians, they have the lights around their phones. That's Mm -hmm. how they get those good selfies. But they always use those Snapchat filters anyway. You know what I'm talking about? The blue one that like slims your face like (laughs) half an inch. Everybody uses that. Why? You don't need it. Thank you. (laughs) You meant me specifically, right? I meant you specifically. I looked right into your eyes and said, you don't need that filter. Thank you, Danny. Snapchat doesn't need you. You're not their consumer. So let's talk about some of your strengths or a strength in particular that you have noticed or that you want to touch on. I have to say... This is always the hardest answer when somebody asks this question. And I don't know why, but a weakness always comes to mind first. Mm -hmm. And if anybody's a fan of the movie Pretty Woman, Julia Roberts, when she's in the bathtub with Richard Gere, once said the bad always stands out more than the good. And I hate that, but it's so true. It is. So for some reason, my weakness always stands out more than my strength. But I think a strength that I have, and you can't tell this right now because I'm on a podcast, but I am very expressive with my face and a lot of bosses and colleagues have always told me that I have no poker face and have made it a weakness and told me that I need to work on that. And I turned to a boss very recently and I said, actually, this face is going to win me an Emmy or an Academy Award one day. Boom. Right? Because I feel Mm -hmm. like I can communicate with my eyes. I can communicate with my eyebrow when I lift it up like the rock can. And I feel like my facial expressions truly help me and is a true strength. And I can communicate so much with just a look. And you don't always need words. Sometimes it's just a look. Like when you're ending a serious scene or to go back to your soap opera comment. So many soap operas end on a look. Yeah. like... The dun dun dun, and I do feel like in this business, so many people have told me, maybe not in you know my previous jobs, maybe it is a dead giveaway, but at the end of the day, you are always going to know exactly what I'm feeling, exactly what I'm thinking. And I 100% as an actor, that is gold. My face can express anything you want it to. Yeah, I'm the same way. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I can have a poker face if I want to, but. Right. My natural is just... To be expressive. Yeah. And you that's know what's going on. The mo- That's money in this industry. Yeah. Now, if I were cast in a show where I had to play poker and have a poker face, of course. I can totally do that for any casting directors listening out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Alexa, play... Okay. <laughs> play Lady Gaga poker face. I have to be careful because I actually just bought Alexa. That's why oh. I looked over there. I was like, oh shit. Okay, but she's unplugged. She's, she's, oh, uh, we're sorry. She's grounded. Are you kind to your Alexa? Because I am. I say please I just got and her, thank you. But I've said many things that when I didn't have one, so I'm just nervous when it comes Treat down to nicely. like... Treat her nicely. Alexa, rub my feet, you know, or something. Oh, she doesn't do that. <laughs> well, no, but I know, but maybe I just want to hear what she next says. Next version. Well, <laughs> no, I, I just feel that. like one everything is so automated and robotic nowadays. You should I be know. nice to them. Alexa, book me a Broadway gig. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Alexa, make all of the casting directors tune in. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> and subscribe. Love you. Um, okay, so the flip of the coin. What is kind of like a weakness for you? I think my weakness is I overthink things. Mm. I will go into an audition and my face might be expressive and I might feel like I did so good. And then on the subway ride home, I pick it apart. 
And I'm working really, really hard to just trust my gut, trust my instinct, trust that I prepared enough because I'm definitely the type of person who reads the scenes, knows my dialogue, goes into an audition fully prepared. But for some reason, I can't get out of the mindset of second guessing it. It's not just you. It's it's most people. Most people, most uh, actors, yeah. performers. Why do we do that? Because we are our worst critic. We exactly. You we know? are definitely our worst critic, and I for sure am you mine. You need to take that hat off, and put it in your luggage, and keep moving. And lock it up. Yeah. Never put it on no. again. It's put an it ugly on. hat. I, I don't say don't put it on ever, but you know, after the audition, if you want to put it on for like twenty minutes, great, and then take it off, and that's True. it. Don't let, don't let it linger, you know? Yeah. And Come my on. worst is usually in the middle of the night is sometimes oh, when it yeah. happens. I'm like, <gasps> yep. Like, why am I thinking about this at 3 a.m.? And the funny part is you can't change it. No. The audition is done. It's done, girl. Yeah. And it's sometimes warranted. I definitely have walked out of an audition thinking, oh my goodness. Oh, yeah. That was horrible. Oh, yeah, for sure. We've all Same. had those too. I had one that so. just comes to mind. Like, I went in for like a Shakespearean show and I was like running there. I had to like Uber. It was like a crazy mess. By the time I got there, I was so out of it. I was like, yeah. Boop, and boop, if boop, it's like the middle of the summer and the subways aren't working. Oh right, yeah. And it's a hundred thousand degrees down in the subway and then a hundred thousand degrees when you're out at the subway yep. and you're schwitzing and you're out of breath. It's just like the world is against you that day for some reason. Yeah. And you know what? It wasn't meant to be. And no. I try to live my life that way. But you know what? I wanted it. Why couldn't it be meant to be? And, da, 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 and then all of the negativity comes out. But well, we try. Because, you know, it's just one of those things where I see it. I said, you know, I need to stop saying that. <laughs> you know, I didn't notice it. You know. <laughs> it's one of those things where you just kind of let it go. Right? Adina Menzel it. I, I, yes, I totally agree with that. Just let it go, and and instead of looking behind at what happened, look forward to what is next. Yeah. Right. Okay. What's my next audition? Okay. What's this? Okay. What's that? What am I going to do to further myself? Okay. It's funny that you said that because that's actually one of the rituals that I do after my auditions. Is I try to just live in that moment and celebrate that moment it's actually a really big deal just to get an audition and we're in a business of ups and downs and a lot of no so I really am trying to just relish in the good and remind myself of the good you know what it's really good it's actually great that you got that audition the good is good exactly Mm -hmm. so and I think I might steal that and maybe add listening to let it go after every audition that might be a good ritual to incorporate yeah maybe not the live versions but true the recorded version is well it's always better but I do have to say Kristen Bell Live recorded, she always She's great. Sounds, well, yeah. she has that full soprano. Yeah. Whereas Adina's like belting, so yes. that's a little bit trickier. But I couldn't do what Adina does, so. I mean. Rocket girl. She is a rocket girl. Mm-hmm. She just skyrocketed. She was a princess twice. She was in that um, Enchanted movie as a girlfriend. <gasps> Became a princess, remember? Oh my God, that's right. Shout out to Adina. <laughs> Hi, girl. If you're listening, subscribe. <laughs> what is some advice or some information that was given to you, good or bad, that has stuck with you? I have to say, I'm going to go with the bad advice. Okay. The worst advice I was given, actually recently, I went on an agency interview, and the agent told me that I was 
too put together and too organized in the sense that hmm. I was dressed nicely. He asked for my headshot and I took it out of my bag and it was in a folder so it didn't get bent or crinkled. And he told me that I shouldn't be like that. And I felt like that actually was sort of, if, if you don't want to categorize it as bad advice, because you know everybody has their own opinions and this agent was giving me his opinion, but it just felt like it was a little misplaced as advice in the sense that why wouldn't you want me to be prepared? Doesn't yeah. that show the type of actor that I'm going to be? I'm going to show up prepared, well-rehearsed, ready to perform for you. I'm going to know my lines. I'm going to have everything put together. And so it just seems like very strange advice. And when I walked out of there, I mean, for a very long time, I dwelled on that. Of course. And I was like, but that's who I am. I am a little type A. And we all have our quirks and this and that. And he actually told me like... Don't be so prepared. Have fun. But the way that I'm going to have fun and really let loose and become that character is by being prepared. Is by knowing that you have it together. This way you right. can Exactly. Of course. So I mean, that what felt are you like to really... do? Show up with like stains all over your shirt? Exactly. And, like, like I rolled out of bed. Like, oh yeah, my headshots? Um, sure, yeah. They're in this garbage bag. Right. Come so on. That just felt like bad advice. And a fellow actor and friend actually put it into a more positive framework. She said, when you go on these agency interviews, they're interviewing you just as much as you're interviewing them. Oh, yeah, for sure. And she said, that just wasn't the right fit for you. And no. so, again, it's just twisting that and making it positive. So, But it did feel like, okay, that was not good advice for me. But for a second, I thought about like completely changing myself. I'm like, no. I am always, always going to be prepared for you. And that is a good thing. So yeah. that really was, to me, interesting kind of bad advice. <laughs> Yeah, and I think it's going to stick with you and it's going to keep you tethered to who you are. Right. As a person, as a professional. Yeah, and knowing who you are. You know, (laughs) I said it again, fuck. (laughs) Let's play a drinking game, guys. Whenever I say, you know, just take a shot. You'll be drunk now, actually. You're already drunk. You are already drunk. drunk. (laughs) (laughs) So that was sort of the worst advice I personally was given. Some That might work for somebody else, but it didn't work for me. I'm always going to be prepared. Honestly, it just sounds like they didn't really know what to say to you. And so yeah. they just kind of pulled a rabbit out of a hat and was like, right. And to me, yeah, if you don't you should... want me or you don't like my look, whatever it is, I'd rather just hear that. Yeah. Well, like, so it just felt like misplaced advice. That. And then I was completely ghosted anyway. So it was kind oh, of, great. it was weird, but the again, that's showbiz. <laughs> yeah. Trick or treat. Happy Halloween. <laughs> All right. The question you've been waiting to be asked. Dun, dun, dun. I'm ready. What's your worst audition ever? Um, well, auditioning for that agency didn't go so well. <laughs> but I have to say one that has stuck with me for a long time now was actually an audition in high school. Okay. Um, one of the first? Yes, it was one of my first. Ooh. And I went to a performing arts high school. And to get into the high school, you actually had to audition. A oh, fancy. So, I mean, when you look at me, yeah, you clearly... Fancy. So I auditioned to get into the school. I got in. Yay me. And now it's literally my first few weeks. I'm a measly little freshman. Mm-hmm. And I just see auditions happening right now. So I go and I audition. I have no idea what I'm auditioning for. I haven't prepared <laughs> anything. I find out later that it was only for upperclassmen, juniors oh, and seniors, not me, a little freshman. But I go in there and I knew it was for a musical. 
So I decided to sing Happy Birthday with my very own kick line, like Rockette style. And it ended with me singing. So I sung Happy Birthday. There was a Rockette style kick line in it. And then I wound up on one knee with jazz hands for my big finish. Shock and plot twist, I was not cast in that musical. I can't believe that. <laughs> I cannot right? believe. What was the show? I honestly don't remember. Mm. I was mortified at the end of it. I actually feel like I probably was like, damn girl, you killed it. I wish we But then I was that. reprimanded. So yeah, I came full circle in that audition. I'm like, jazz hands, I'm so great. Oh God, I'm getting yelled at. Please don't kick me out. <laughs> And like, shut up. Yeah, it's many years later, and that has really just stuck with me. And again, maybe that's why I try so hard to be prepared instead because of just waltzing into an audition. Yeah. So that really threw you on the spot. Yeah. So it was good. Wow. Yeah. So that wasn't my like best. We're breaking moment. down the psychology of you. <laughs> <laughs> so I have now prepared for auditions. Yeah. Um, but I do have to say, I love improv. Okay. So that to me is so much fun. It gets you thinking on your feet. Yeah. If you can improv, you can do anything. And improv not just for everything. actors. If you are in business, improv is a skill that you should just, it's a life skill. You need it. Especially yeah. if you're with customers, which most right. business is customer exactly. service. Because you need to be able to be on your feet. Yes. You know, I did clown work. Throwing really? that at you. Oh, yeah. I went to college that had a clown school in it. Oh, cute. Yeah. Did they have clown names? They had to. I don't know. You're giving, actually. You're giving like a clown name. And I have to say, it's on my bucket list because I'm kind of afraid of clowns and I'm afraid of small spaces. So I actually want to be dressed up as a clown, like full clown suit, clown makeup. I want a nose that honks and a flower that squirts water out of it. Okay. And I want to be stuffed into a clown car and then emerge because I feel like psychologically that might help me get over both clowns and small spaces. So that's you should do that and fun then fact. sing happy birthday <gasps> with a kick line. With a kick line. And jazz hands at the end. I mean, obviously. And then hung her <laughs> and then squirt it. <laughs> that's going to be in my one woman act. Yes. That that's going to be your HBO documentary. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> that's going to be like your, your like intro. <laughs> I like that. Here she is. Danielle HBO, Rose. are you listening? HBO, are you listening? <gasps> obviously, they're and listening. Subscribe. <laughs> Uh, whenever I'm gonna do, oh, I'm just gonna start singing. <laughs> I think that's my new thing that I'll do. Oh, goodness. We have fun. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on. Pre audition ritual. What's something that you do before an audition that you know you have an audition? You know, do you, I don't know, eat a bagel? Like, what, what's no. something that gets you <laughs> in no. the audition? Pre audition. I always do a mirror rehearsal. I always do my scene in front of the mirror and I make sure that I have somebody else read the scene with me. And, but on the way to the actual audition, I listen to music. I Mm. really try to get into a good headspace, and it's usually like something upbeat or things like that. And then once I'm at the audition, I read through the script or the monologue or whatever it is one more time. But I really use that transport time to just sort of decompress a bit. So those are sort of my pre-audition rituals. Yeah. And it helps. Like unravel a little yeah, bit. Yeah, exactly. I like that. And again, because I'm so prepared, I know I know my lines. So yeah. I just need to get out of my head a little bit 
And then once I'm at the audition, then I really try to get right back into that character and get the lines ready. And I always assess the room too. And it's kind of funny walking into audition. You're like, oh, there's 20 people who look like me. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Hello, doppelgangers. Yes, exactly. The recent guest or a recent guest that we had does the same thing. And actually what he, what they do is they will go into the audition room or like get a sneak peek, like as someone's going in. Because they said that sometimes the audition room itself will throw them off. Because I'll get oh. in there and it's not how it's like, how it looks in their head. In their head. Like the setup. That's actually really smart. I know. It's really smart. I'm taking that. I'm going to steal that one too. Right? So thank you, whoever you thank are. Thank you. It was James Rose. His episode just <gasps> came out. Thanks, James Rose. That's a good name too. I know. I know. They're amazing. Um... um <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to sing. People are officially drunk. Tuning we are in. A drunk. We should do a drunk <laughs> podcast. I'd oh be, boy. That'd be, well, since this one's going so smoothly, I'm I sure know. a drunken one will go even better. Well, if we had some whiskey, it'd go even smoother. <gasps> I love that whiskey. Is probably my drink of choice. Me too. It's I so used good. to be tequila, but no, that was there's like a reason my... that there's a country song called "Tequila Makes Your Clothes Come Off." Because girl. girl. <laughs> It it's makes true. them come off. My clothes just come off when I smell tequila. <laughs> I like, don't even like the smell like a banana. of it anymore. Like, What's something post-audition that you do? Post-audition, I actually kind of touched on this earlier. I've yeah, started just celebrating yeah. the moments. Instead of going into the negative space of overthinking it, I'm trying to change that mindset and just celebrate it. It really is an industry. Life is actually ups and downs. So when you have any moment to celebrate, I'm really, really trying hard to celebrate it. And it really is such a privilege to get an audition. Yeah, it is. You are one of Lord knows how many headshots or reels or resumes on that casting director's pile and they've dwindled it down and decided to give you their time yeah and just to get that just to get in front of a casting director is amazing and so I really do try at the end of every audition to celebrate that audition and don't get me wrong sometimes like I said before you walk out of an audition you're like oh my goodness that was so bad of course so I'm human too and it definitely you you cry a little you do what you got to do but I try to celebrate just the fact that I landed that audition and just try to embrace that and listen to some great music on the way home. And I'm always one for a nice glass of wine to celebrate. Mm. So, yeah, I really try to celebrate that moment and that accomplishment of getting the audition because it is a big deal. It is. It keeps you humble. Yes, exactly. It'd be an even bigger deal if they cast you, hint, hint. But (laughs) But then also, maybe they don't cast you for this, but they keep you in mind for something else. Exactly. Or make a connection and you you keep in contact and, you know, blah, 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 blah. But... Exactly. And this network is so small. This industry is so small. It is. So again, that's why I try to go into everything prepared. That's mm-hmm. why I feel like that was kind of odd advice to be given. Yes. You want to go into it prepared. You want to look professional and poised and like, sorry for my language, but like you have your shit together. You do. Because maybe you don't get this role, but that casting director might see something in you and remember you down the line. And boom, maybe you're brought to the you know, front of the line for their next project. Of course. Maybe you networked and met this person. So 
I have to say, always just be on your best behavior. Always be kind to people. Yeah. Always come in prepared because you just really never know who's who and who's doing what and who's casting for the future. I know I just went off on a tangent. No, it's, it's true. It's it's really true. Yeah. With casting directors, you never know. You never know who's doing what next. Exactly, and, and be nice to the PA. Be nice to the person checking Everybody. you in because one day that PA could be the casting director, yes. and you just it really is. It's or such sway a small the casting industry. Exactly. So, and we've all been the PA, or at least I have. We've all been the underdog. And I'm always rooting for the underdog. I myself am the underdog. So I'm rooting for myself. Yes. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's, it's, you should be doing that regardless of whatever talent, whoever you are. Like when you go to a a workspace, be professional, be respectful. Yes. There's a reason Ellen ends every episode with be kind to one another. And I do mm. feel like if you just lead with kindness, that will pay off. Very and actually, true. another piece of bad advice I just remembered is somebody told me I would never be successful because I'm too nice. And I looked them dead in the eye. And it was an agent. I guess I have bad luck with agents. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, what ghosties are you going to? <laughs> what agent ghosties? Who are these people? Oh, my God. No, this is behind the scenes. Um, he just told me that I would never make it because I'm too nice. And I looked them in the eye and I said, then I don't want to make it, whatever that is. I don't want to make it if it means that I'm not nice anymore. And I don't ever want to lose that piece of myself. Always be kind. Always be humble. Always pay it forward. Yes. So, yeah. That's what keeps the world turning, people. Exactly. That's insane. You know. <laughs> you know. <laughs> What's some addition prep hobbies that you have? Something that you do, like if you know that there's an audition on Thursday and, you know, you want to prepare for it. Do you make food for the lunch or something? Like what, what's something that gets you there? Obviously you prepare right. yourself. I do the traditional preparing. I don't know that I have any pre-audition prep. Like I said before, it's memorizing the lines. It's figuring out who the character is, embodying that character. And while you do want to put your own sort of personalization on any character... Also think about the person who wrote the ca- the character. What is the casting director looking for? Keep them in mind because, again, it's about respect. And while you want to be unique so that you set yourself um, apart from the rest of them, keep that in mind as well. But I don't know. I, like I said, I do practice in front of the mirror, which is always probably funny. If you walk into my apartment, I'm having sort of a full-blown dialogue with myself in front of the mirror. Yes. And that helps me. But I don't know. I don't really have like a true ritual. Like I don't have to like rub a lucky penny or anything like that before an audition. So that's good too. I mean, that's kind of ritual on its own self. You don't really do anything. You just kind of let it go naturally. And yeah, ritual is no ritual. Yeah. Just be prepared and, and the rest will fall into place. Right. Hopefully. (laughs) I think so. Especially with character work. If you can get the gist of it, you know, it's all in the room anyway. It's all finding that moment exactly. on camera. You know, camera work is just being in that moment, staying in that moment, and then reliving it like five, six more times yes. for the takes, right? That's always the worst because sometimes I'm like, oh my God, that was perfect. And they're like, let's do it again. I'm like, Kay. but I was right. perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't you see it? They're like, uh, redo it. Because <laughs> you never know. Right. You never know. And I think the hardest thing too is sometimes I get so stuck in my head Mm. on this is how the character should be and then they want you to change it and sometimes it's very rare but you get that collaborative casting director who does want to like kind of work it out with you but when they say I want it done this way all of a sudden in that spur of the moment 
you have to change sort of what you've been working on. Yeah. And, and, and really understand what they're, what they're exactly. saying. Exactly. They and like hope this. that it's conveyed. Yeah. And yeah, so it's a very intricate sort of industry that we're in, but that's to me also where improv comes into play and thinking on your feet and being good at acting. And I feel like acting yes. isn't really something you can teach. Um, it's not. It's an experience. It's an experience, yeah. And hopefully you can get that person to live through that experience and bring them into that experience Definitely. with you. Yes. And that's what I always loved watching TV and movies growing up is yeah. laughing with a person, crying with the person, relating to a person, seeing yourself on screen and feeling like you're not alone. Mm-hmm. And that's what I love. It's like being like somebody who's into music, you get carried away by a good song. That's what makes it so good. Yeah. Getting like absorbed into a good book. That's what makes it good. That's what makes a character so good is the actor who can portray it. So yeah, it's always my goal. No, that's a fantastic goal. I mean, the, 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 what you should have as a goal as an right. actress or actor or whatever, because that's really the whole point. Exactly. Like, for me, I feel too, you know? You're not acting. You're acting just as much for you <laughs> as you are for your audience because you want them to be entertained. Oh, yeah. You want to scare them if you're in a horror movie. You want to make them laugh if you're in a comedy. You want to make them cry if it's in an emotional scene. You want to make them fall in love with you or the person in the romance. You want to make them hate you if you're the bad person. Yeah. You want to bring them on this journey with you and if you can do that oh my goodness that is the greatest feeling yeah so well, it's, it's the balance of the two I feel I feel like it's the balance of the character and being true to their story and, and their feelings and all of that no matter what's going on and then also giving the audience what they want to right but sometimes you have to pick one or the other like soap opera stuff you have to go with the audience flip because like they're tuning in and the story is changing so much that you can't really stick true, true because like, wait, didn't you One die and now you're coma. back? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. But for like more, I don't know, film things, let's just say for the sake of argument, you can be more true to the character because right. that's when people will be drawn in and say, yes, I understand why you're so straight faced this whole movie because at the end when this big thing happens to you, you unravel and it's beautiful and, exactly. you know, it's finding the marriage of the two and, and a, a happy marriage, you know. Oh, who doesn't want a happy marriage? I mean... <laughs> I just want to be happy. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> With yourself. With me. <laughs> I'm pulling a Lizzo. I don't need it, man. Because you're 100% that. Honey, <laughs> that bitch. Word of the week. Word of the week. Okay, I'm ready. I'm nervous. The word of the week is appreciate. I actually think that's a great word. I think, I think so it too. should be the word of multiple weeks. I think oh. you should always appreciate just yes. sort of everything. Appreciate the journey. Appreciate where you came from. Appreciate where you're going. Appreciate the moment and live in it. I think that appreciate is just a very well-rounded, all-encompassing, beautiful word. And I sound like a therapist or somebody on no, a soapbox. No, no, but no. I just think that we sort of forget to appreciate things and we forget to appreciate the little things appreciate at the end of a bad day appreciate that you can walk and you can talk and that you got through another day you can see yes and at the beginning of a day appreciate that you woke up that day mm-hmm. and I know that sounds very preachy but no it's true I feel like in my lowest of lows it it helps me to remind myself of just the things that I should be appreciative of 
and just having people in your life that encourage you and love you and lift you up and you can't always choose your family but you can create a family and surround Mm. yourself with amazing people people who you appreciate who appreciate you back and I just think that appreciate is a word that um, should be more than just a word of the week it should be a word of a lifetime you really should take more time to appreciate the big things the little things the things in between where you came from where you're going and everything in between yes tattooed on your heart people Right. Take it with you. I agree. I have learned to appreciate things. I was kind of blinded for a hot second in my life. But yeah, like I'll find myself doing things like today, randomly looked up at the sky and was like, wow, clouds, they're beautiful. I can appreciate this. I don't know why I'm so dramatic, but. No, it's not. There's a reason that after a storm, there's a rainbow. Yeah. You never fucking know. Right. Tomorrow you could lose your eyesight ironically i was going blind and i didn't know it really <laughs> plot twist oh my god yeah i had detached retinas years ago and i went in for a routine eye exam and my eye doctor who had been my eye doctor for like 10 years said you are going blind and i laughed because i thought he was being sarcastic and he said no i'm serious we have to schedule for emergency surgery the very next day i went in and had to have my like eyes burned back together because i was legitimately going blind So appreciate your eyesight, people. And it was one of my worst fears I sort of was faced with head on. That's one of my fears. Because I have a birthmark in my eye, and so they have to keep an eye on it. (laughs) Pun intended. (laughs) (laughs) As I'm dying. Just kidding. Um, Because it might might be cancerous one day. We don't know. It's like a birthmark, you know, like anything. Right. But so, at least they're aware of it and they look after it. But I know. I haven't seen a doctor in like two years, though. Danny. I know. <laughs> Insurance is a hell of a drug. Oh, no, but fair. it's just, it's hard, you it's know. Hard. But I will this year, 2020. <gasps> new year, new decade, <laughs> new you, new me. And we're going to appreciate all of it. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> we're going to do it. Appreciate your eyesight, people. That's just the bottom line, I guess. <laughs> Upcoming work. I have a few things on the work and... Hold on. I actually have a few things in the works. Mm -hmm. Nothing is confirmed and I don't want to jinx it. But I am actually working on something with two other women who are amazing, talented writers. And we're working on our own script and series. And it's this concept and this idea that has been in my head for so many years. Mm -hmm. And I am finally sitting down and putting pen to paper. And I'm so excited. And at the end of the day, I'm very biased because it's my work. But... It's just funny and it's fun to see something that's been in your head sort of come to life on paper. So of course, that's been really, really great. And I think like every actor out there, I'm looking for the right agent and the right representation. And that is actually very hard and sort of a confusing journey to meet all these different agents and find the right fit. And it's a little bit like trying to apply for your first job. Where right out of college, like, oh, entry-level job, but you need five years experience. You're like, wait, I'm sorry, yeah, but it's entry-level. I don't understand. Oh, you did this? No, you're still too green. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, so go take more classes. Go do this and go do that and then come back. And then it's just like, well, what? You've seen my reel. You've seen what I can do. Isn't it? Do you like me or not like me? I don't know. So it's it's very confusing. Well, this is also your baby. Right. So you want the right people. Exactly. Right. So, and also I, I love that nowadays 
you can just go and make things. Yeah. And I think that that's an amazing thing. So we're making this pilot and we've roadmapped all the way through a few seasons and we're going to go and shoot it and cast our friends who are talented yes. and amazing actors. And then, I that's don't know, building take a community it somewhere. Too. Exactly. Yeah. That's really And it's fun excellent. and enjoyable. And I appreciate having the opportunity to do it. I appreciate it too. It sounds like a blast and I can't wait for it to come out. And I can't wait to put you in it. Oh, (laughs) all right now you better get ready people because I'm going to be in this fucking thing. All right. I'm going to be like, there's the killer. And then like, that's my one line. Plot twist. He is the the killer. killer. Dun, 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 dun. dun. (laughs) Then when everybody runs away, I kill. Um, Yeah, no, that'll be fun. I can't wait. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. For sure. Fun. And again, agents who are tuning in, sign us. Agents who are tuning in, subscribe. But sign us. And sign me. (laughs) And subscribe. Yeah, and subscribe. (laughs) Hit it, hit it while you're emailing me. (laughs) Social platforms. Where can people find you? Um, my Instagram. I'm always updating my story, but not to the point where it's annoying. You're gonna see a lot of great food pictures and puppy pictures because I love my dog. And it's at Daniela Renee 13. Daniela Renee, 13. Yes. Lucky 13. Yeah. Watch her stories. She doesn't have too many. No, it's not It's not annoying. like the ones where you have to like click, 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 yeah. click, 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 So unless I'm doing something so amazing, but then oh, you'll yeah. want to just click, 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 yeah. click. Yeah. You're like, what's next? I'm like, you yeah. don't even have to click. You'll just let it you go. You just let it go. Right? Let Boom. it go. Here we go Adina. again. Full circle. Hey, girl. <laughs> You're still listening, girl? <laughs> Subscribe. She definitely doesn't want listening. <laughs> I think she is. I think she is too, maybe. In she a has dream nothing world. else to do. Oh no, she's traveling <laughs> so much promoting things. She's got a lot of time on planes. I'm sure she's yeah, tuning in. Yeah, so she's probably tuning in. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. How's the flight? How's the peanuts on the flight? <gasps> do you think that they Unless eat peanuts? Unless there's a peanut allergy, then no peanuts. We take that back. Champagne. <gasps> that's true. She's probably flying first class. Yeah, champagne mm. with her and caviar dreams. Son. She has one one child, right? Do I don't know? know. Why are we still talking about it? I don't know. We can move on. <laughs> Because she's going to be our next guest. I'm just kidding. <laughs> bring her out. Bring her out. Back to me. Yeah. Daniela. Daniela. Everybody. Hello. Are you still listening? Of course they are. She's still here. They're enthralled we got by this interview. It's been a blast. Yes. Thank you, Danny, with two N's. Thank you, Danny, with one N. I love you. I love you. This was fun. Tune in. Subscribe. Yeah. And keep posted for your upcoming project. Yes, and as soon as it's out, you'll. I'm sure Danny will oh, talk well, about it on yeah, his podcast. Well, I'll share links because he'll be in it as the murderer.